Okay, well, wonderfully, as usual, uh, uh, Rachel is taking the children out, I believe, so follow her. Uh, we're going to stay in and look at the passage that was just read, actually. Uh, and there's two things I, I want you to see from that passage in Acts chapter 20. Uh, and Sunday school as well. Oh, you're doing that passage. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Right, so turn to Acts chapter 20 then. It seems like God's got that on his heart. Uh, and it's verse 28 I'd like you to look at. Brilliant. Uh, so what is different now because we have appointed elders? So in Acts 20, verse 28, keep watch over yourselves, Paul's says, I think I'll never see you again because uh, I'm, on, I'm on Jesus' mission. I don't think I'll be back in Ephesus ever again. Uh, keep watch over yourselves, he says to the elders, and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer or made you overseers, be shepherds of the church of God, which he has bought with his own blood. I love the verse that says, one man can chase a thousand. Two men, how many can they chase? 10,000. Okay, we've just seen four men. What does three men chase? You, who's, who's a mathematician here? It's probably the number Google, so I, I don't know. Uh, but it just gets exponentially bigger. What is the role of these four men, the eldership team? And by the way, Matt and Maria are very much part of that team. Uh, and uh, they're actually isolating at home at the moment. Uh, and uh, there'll be more elders appointed. This isn't all about just these four men, these four couples, these four families. This is about living stones. But these four plus Matt, who will be joining their eldership meetings, need to be living stones who can chase a 1,000, 10,000 and multiply. But their role is to actually make sure you're living stones with them. So they've got to learn how to flow well together, but then they want you all to learn how to flow well together. I've been in many, many elders' meetings, and most of them are fantastic. Some I just can't wait for them to finish, and I think, oh, thank goodness that's over. Uh, that's how it is sometimes. Uh, but when men work well together and thrive together and encourage one another and then encourage everybody else, their own family. I thought it was brilliant what Rob said. Who are the number one disciples in the elders' lives? Their children. It has to be their children. Now, that doesn't mean you're ignored, or but they've got to teach their children first. And so it says there's two things these overseers, these elders need to do. And number one, keep watch over yourselves. 
which seems a bit selfish, doesn't it? Uh, when I first met Charlotte, she was uh, a stewardess in British Airways, and she would always tell me how you always put the oxygen mask on yourself. And you think, well, that just sounds selfish. Surely you want to look after your elderly mother or uh, a little child. But actually, while you're trying to put it on a little child, you may not manage to do it because you have stopped breathing. Keep watch over yourselves. Love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. Yourself is very important. Uh, so for these four men, their first job has to be me and Jesus. I, I just want to run well. What are you saying to me, Jesus? I want to hear what you've told me to do. I want to obey what you've told me to do. I'm yours. You bought me and the whole church with the price, your blood. I'm yours. I want to live for you. You're the one I'm really running for. And often there will be times when you're not even running but I think you actually go faster in those times because you don't realize it, but he's picked you up and you move much quicker when you're on his shoulders. Much quicker. The hands of Jesus are mighty. He can move you when you don't even realize you're moving. You're on his shoulders. You thought you weren't doing anything. You're still going forward. You're still in his plans. He doesn't let you go. But it's keep watch over yourselves first. That's the first role of the elder, to keep watch over yourselves. Uh, one of my dear friends, or Charlotte and I's dear friends, has just said to me, I always thought I'd finish well. And uh, so disappointed because he's just fallen. The righteous fall seven times and rise again. I, I said to him, you haven't finished. You can finish well. We haven't finished. Keep going. Wherever you're at, he who perseveres to the end will be saved. But it's only by the grace of God we even started. It's only by the grace of God we're going to continue and finish. And if you have fallen down, get up. But elders, they're not perfect men. They're men. Still waiting for that resurrection body. We haven't got it yet. We still live in this body of death, the Apostle Paul says, but we have the Spirit of God. We can live for God. We can run with Jesus on his mission. Uh, so I think one of the first things that I think is so, so important as an elder is to keep reminding yourself, I don't even deserve to be a Christian. Who am I? What is my house that you brought me this far? I don't deserve to be a Christian, let alone leading other Christians. It's all the grace of God. Humility, God gives grace to the humble. Such an important thing. Lord, help. I used to love hearing John Wimber talk about his main prayer was, help, Lord. Just brilliant. He's, he's so humble. Come, Holy Spirit, help, Lord. And, and then pe people will be amazingly healed, delivered, set free, because he humbly went to the Lord. So be very humble, which I think means 
serve with all your might. I don't think it means you have to do everything in the church because obviously the whole church is meant to be involved. This is a time for living stones to be knit together in a remarkable way to make a real difference. So I don't believe these elders should, you go, well, you're an elder, you clean the toilets. I don't think an elder should say, I'm an elder, I'm not going to clean the toilets. I don't think that's their heart. Most leaders think it is a great privilege. I always think it is a privilege to serve. I do not even deserve to be a Christian. I'm still the only person in my family who's saved. I think, wow. I don't mean my now family, but I mean the family I grew up with in Horsham. I'm the only one who's saved. Wow, why me? And I'm still praying. My mum came to church in, from Horsham up to Liverpool last week and loved it. But she still says, Graham, dear, pray for your mother to get saved. I'm like, well, I, you pray. You pray for yourself to get saved. <laughs> but I, it's an amazing thing to be humble. And when you sing Amazing Grace, don't think, oh, that's for everyone else. It's for you. Elders, it's for you. Keep humble. Keep serving. So important. Um, you're a team now, and the team is to oversee all that you're doing at the moment, but it will change. So when we moved to Liverpool, we eventually had two elders Dave Frodsham and myself, then we planted into the Wirral and we were still two elders over Wirral and Liverpool. And then years went by and then we said, we've got to have local elders. So Dave had local elders in the Wirral. I had local elders in Liverpool. Then one of them overstretched himself, not because of sin, uh, but I had to say, look, I, I just don't think I can give my time uh, like you, you need me to as an elder. So he stepped back, still with us, brilliant trustee amongst us. But it's very fluid. It's not a permanent job. And, and even now, Keith needs to be starting to think, Lord, I want to run with all my might now, but in a few years' time, 10, 15, however long you feel, I need to start thinking, who do I hand over the lead eldership role to? Which is actually a good thing to do. You may think, oh, that's a, that's a real disappointment. Anyone in a sprint race doesn't keep sprinting forever. You've got to pass the baton on. And that's part of the role of these men is to help raise up you to be all that God's called you to be. So... It's so important. I just want to emphasize, uh, I was never hospitable till I married Charlotte. And then the minute we got married, I wasn't, just wasn't, didn't even occur to me to be hospitable. Uh, I was quite good at talking to the lost after I learned that I was too hard on my Horsham family in my early days, but, uh, but I was never hospitable. But because of Charlotte's opening up our home in Manchester, we started a church there and then another church came out of that and, and, and many churches all started really with Charlotte and the dining room and the garage was the crash and uh, the lounge was, I think, the main room where the adults were. It was crazy. It was a small house, but that's where we started what was called South Manchester Family Church. And then when we moved to Liverpool, we said, Lord, give us the biggest house we can afford. 
so that we can start a church here, which was a great privilege again, but it is so important that elders are great in their marriages as well and work together. It's been so amazing to be on a mission together, sharing life together with Charlotte. And Jeremy and Anne would say the same. Rob and Helen would say the same. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for Charlotte. So it's very important. Elders, keep watch over yourselves. I think that means your family too. I believe that actually comes uh, as a priority. Sometimes it will mean, actually, I won't be at church. What? An elder not at church? No, because my son's doing this or my daughter's doing that or my wife needs support here. And there's different seasons. So keep watch over yourselves and don't think if you've got small children, you can do everything that a couple like Charlotte and I, our children are both living in the Midlands now, finished university. It's quite different. We've got a lot of free time that we didn't have when we were running them to Liverpool Harriers and uh, Beth Tweddle's gym classes and things like gymnastics, I mean. Uh, so things change, seasons change, but keep watch over yourselves. The second thing the elders have to do is keep watch over the flock. Keep watch over the flock. So I, I, I like... I like the way God causes people to come together and say, this is my family. My mum said, uh, she came, so she lived with us for a couple of weeks uh, up here and came to church with us on Sunday. And the the comment she loved most was one of our first uh, converts in Liverpool, lovely Liverpool lady called Aisha. And Aisha said, oh, it's so good to be back after lockdown. This is my family. And that really struck my mum. Now, it doesn't mean you haven't got families, but God's family is something different. You're part of God's family. You're living stones in God's family. Here's a real problem. So many Christians are loose rubble. You know, don't go to church. They're not really attached And Jesus says these four elders need to be living stones, knit together, flowing together, fighting together for the kingdom of God. But then so do all the families, all the singles, every one of us, all the different people groups. It's a great thing to have diversity amongst you. But God doesn't want us to have one group over there, one group over there. He wants us to learn brilliantly from each other. Paul had to learn how to be brilliant with the Gentiles. Peter had to be told off by Paul and then became brilliant with the Gentiles. But they were both Jews. We've got to learn different ways to connect as God's family. God's family is going to be from every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every people group. And God says we've got a part to play in our city right here right now. So it's a great thing uh, that's happened today. It's a new part of the mission that God's given you. It'll change again. There'll be elders in North Wales one day. There'll be elders in Crewe one day, different elders. Maybe Keith will still be here plugging away. Maybe he'll move somewhere else and say, no, I'm planting again. Who knows? He's not all about doing what he wants. He's all about, what do you want me to do, Lord? Same for Rachel, same for Rosanna. 
What do you want me to do, Lord? That's a great question, but don't just say, what do you want me to do? He'll tell you. Give me the grace to do it. Help me to obey you now, Lord. Uh, So I want to pray for you. It's a brilliant day, but I really feel the lost. God's giving you the lost. Father, a new day of the lost pouring in, please. In every place, in every place, freedom puts their foot, whether it's Blaken, uh, bless the Matthew Henry uh, Church now in Jesus' name, whether it's North Wales, whether it's Crewe and Nantwich, whether it's Chester or some other place, we ask for favour. We ask, give us the harvest. We ask, Lord, uh, we know that, that the harvest is ready, But we ask, Lord, give us the labourers to help in each of these places. Uh, And I pray, Lord, for each of the elders and their wives and their families to watch themselves as well as being great living stones with the rest of God's family here. Let your blessing fall in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's a privilege for us to be here today. Keep up the good work.